Hello and welcome to the Sports Babble, our live show on a Sunday on Facebook and um, obviously recorded on a podcast too. In case people are wondering why I keep firing this round, it's the <laughs> microphone for the podcast. I'm going to get a bigger one because this looks ridiculous half time trying to fire it across everyone, but yeah, this is what we're doing. We're recording our podcast too. Um, before we get into the football and what happened in the Premier League and also the Leeds and Aston Villa match, which we've just been talking about because it was wild. Um, Next Sunday is the Belfast Marathon and uh, my wife and the boys' sisters um, and other cousins are all running um, a relay, a couple of relays for it. They're running for uh, the Pips charity in honour of their uncle Martin, who, who we lost in January. And we're going to put the Just Giving link uh, underneath the show tonight and on our social media channels uh, tonight as well, Twitter and Facebook. And we're going to keep sharing it because of one week to go and we'd really love it to get them up to, I think it's 5k. Mm-hmm. They're very close. So if you have a couple of spare pound, um, anything will help just fire it on to it. Be, we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, and if you are going down Sunday, uh, give them a big cheer and see anything coming past. Um, right. Uh, the, the least important bit of tonight's show then obviously is the football really because we've just mentioned that. But there was plenty of football this weekend which started on Friday night um, with a... And an easy enough win for Liverpool. We're not going to talk about that too much because it was Friday and it's already been done by other media outlets. But um, I was happy enough to see Naby Keita chase down a big, slow Stankovic centre-half and uh, get Liverpool off and running. I feel pretty uh, sorry for Huddersfield, not just because of that night, but they, you can tell they have sort of checked out and they're looking for next season. And you sort of wonder what uh, Jan's going to do with all those players or who he's going to keep. But yeah, Liverpool got off to win away... Um, I was angry to be honest. <laughs> with Huddersfield or with Liverpool? With, with Liverpool. Why? Because I wanted Mane to get a hat trick. My points up! And he almost broke and the post. And he had the bloody post. He nearly broke the post with a header. He's unbelievable in the air. He is, isn't he? Just come from nowhere though. Like He, uh, he never was like no. a Southampton or anything. He's really. Klopp even talked about how he's really improved in the air. And he's only like 5 foot 8. Which gives me a bit of hope like that he could be good in the air. <laughs> um, yeah, Liverpool got off the winning way 5 0. And Mo Salah now has. Um, he's top goal scorer in the Premier League, and he's also uh, he's given his team the most points by a single player in the Premier League. So he's he's helped Liverpool to twenty four points. Um, I think night, I think. Yeah, and the next one behind him in the title race is Sergio Aguero, who's got uh, Man City twelve points. Eden Hazard, uh, who's got Chelsea seventeen points. So it just sort of shows. And yet Mo Salah wasn't mentioned in Team of the Year, which is, we, if we get time tonight, we might talk about towards the end of the season. Or either was Hazard. Either was Hazard, or the, um, they both weren't mentioned for Player of the Year as well, which was wild, like when you come to think about it. When Bernardo Silva, who's been quite good, yeah, he's been very good this season. Pogba, has had Team of the Year. He, he's had, was it, seven, seven goals and six assists or something for Bernardo Silva, which is a bit different to the other two lads, but Silva might end up with a winner's medal at the end, so he'll not care. Uh, listen, we're going to start with the top four race and we'll talk about Man City as well against Burnley because you, you, you told me you wouldn't start with us. <laughs> we're not going to start with Arsenal yet. We'll start with what's just happened at Old Trafford um, between Chelsea and United. In terms of quality, not a, not a great game. Both no. teams sort of looked like when they got the level, one all, they're both teams were sort of like, uh, right, what do we do here because we don't want to commit too much. United certainly didn't. If United lost that today, they were out. They couldn't have got Champions League football next season, which would have been a disaster. Yeah. And Chelsea sort of knew a point keeps them going, even though they've probably the toughest run in. Yeah. Of the other teams. <laughs> uh, despite Arsenal's. Weaving away again. Arsenal's <laughs> holes completely falling off. Um, are you happy enough with today's result, Brenton? Or? Absolutely. 
Um, yes, like he, he There was uh, one person you weren't happy with. He's Argentinian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he missed an offside sitter, like, but also he was caught offside so many times. Um, he's not the great, like, I don't think he's. Well, he was at one point. Obviously, he was class, like, but he's too old, like, and um, probably the worst league he could have gone to, um, if he wanted to just sort of see out his career, because it's too high intensity and um, doesn't suit him at all. Doesn't even suit the way Chelsea play. Um. They would have been much better um, with big Olivier up there, uh, certainly for the majority of the second half. When Chelsea actually, United were better in the first half, Chelsea were better in the second half, and they had more of the ball. We know um, how Hazard likes to play off Giroud, um, and with Giroud occupying, you know, properly occupying centre halves, like it leaves space for the likes of Hazard and William and Pedro when he came on to sort of get in around like so I would like to say that um, and I mean yes Higuain did get through he was marginally onside for that chance um, but he should have put it away or even squared it to Hazard I mean, he, he didn't have his best game but like a, good like result a, I would say yeah it's in a way uh, like um, when you go away from home against any of the top six if you are one of the top six or whatever even on teams outside the top six getting a, a draw Regardless of what, um, I'd take a draw. If, regardless <laughs> of what form the home team's in, like it's Manchester United. <laughs> oh God, like Arsenal, like uh, one win and eight United are now. Regardless of that form, you take a draw and you get out of there like you're happy. And if you can win, um, then a bonus. Like what? Did you watch the game today, Johnny? What do you think of like sort of? Uh, we have to talk with David here. The I think he's he's past it. I don't know if he's... Uh, like, how, many, how many hours this season? Look, for a keeper, he's meant to be the best in the world. world he's not class, the best in the world now. World-class goalkeeper, you know. Uh, he dropped a Mustafi header into the net. That says a lot about you, like, you know. Today, he, see, he, since the World Cup, his form has really gone completely off the boil. He's been space-jammed. Really? Um, sorry. No, go me. ahead. Really, we want to hear, you know, from United fans, like, you know, if they think... It's time to let him go, or you know, if they still keep faith in him, or where do they go next? You know what I mean? He's been the club player of the year for like four or yeah. five seasons, and he one of the years his most clean sheets tally is eighteen, and he like he had Smolens or Smolens, he had uh, Jones and Smalls used to call him Smolens, Jones and Smalling <laughs> in front of him, so that's quite uh, unbelievable, really, to be to be honest. But he, Gary Neville said it today, so like for so many years he has been unreal for Manchester United. He's done so much for this club, and now he needs the other players to st- stand up for him and help him but that today like Rudiger was like he was 300 yards out he was in the car park and he hoofed this ball forward and De Gea tries to catch it and pumps down his confidence completely gone I don't know if I would get rid of him but I think if there was longer to go in the season say if there was 6 or 7 games to go you would maybe look at Romero and say right you're going to step in here for a couple of games or maybe see the season out and come back again next season David just take him out of the limelight because when you're a goalkeeper more than anyone else on the pitch you cannot make a mistake you just can't it, it just well I think like the prince is saying maybe he does want out you know maybe he's had his head turned um, there is that he's not signing that new deal he, wa- he wants he's got one year left doesn't he and he wants like stupid money he wants to be paid 500,000 like his moustachioed friend Alexis Sanchez oh, a week. Well, we're not even going to talk about that moustache uh, <laughs> this uh do you, do you keep him for a year and then do an Arsenal Aaron Ramsey and let him go for Button or not even Button's nothing you know 
he's still in his prime. Well, he's supposed to be in his prime, but he's not playing like he's in. His he's prime. having a blip. Like it's like um, the the what do you call that in golf when they have it? The yips, is it they call it? Like Porter Harrington would talk about it, where you just can't. I have it as a just a golfer in general, or I can't do anything <laughs> with a golf ball. But he, you can't put. You just cannot put whatever's going on. You just are horrendous around it, and you just can't do it. He has that at the minute. Um, it's like Rory at the Masters. It's like Rory at the Masters. <laughs> you know what I mean? He cannot just get something or hold on the ball. He's constantly making mistakes. And I kind of, even though he's Manchester United, I do feel a bit sorry for him because he is constantly in the limelight because he has been the best goalkeeper in the world. But he's dropped way down the packing order now, I think. Like Ederson, Allison, Thurston, and All Black. He's miles behind them this season. But he's actually, like, fair enough, like, from, from Gary Neville saying, you know, oh, he needs to be on a beach or whatever this time of the year. And. Um, but I still wouldn't drop him. You know, I, I still think he, he's he's got enough credit at the club. I think he said to deserve not to be dropped. But he's costing you points right now. Like he, he actually is caught might cost United Champions League football. And I know there's there's other problems at that club. Yes, um, defense is one of them certainly. They don't have one. Yeah. Um, middle of midfield. You saw Herrera added a lot of bite today. He was very good. Um, as much as I hate him. But De Gea, um, De Gea is costing them points. Like the, he definitely cost them three points there today, and maybe it is time just to you know bring Romero in for the last two games. It looks unlikely that they're going to get Champions League football, but there's still a chance. Yeah. So you don't want De Gea to be going in with that mental state that he's in now. Um, we're talking about him. Everyone's talk- talking about him after the game. Um, and he goes in again. Chelsea could drop points. Arsenal look like they could drop points again. Um, <laughs> will <laughs> um, and De Gea makes another mistake. You know, people will be saying, "Well, why didn't you recognize it? You need to drop him and just drop him." So I would, I would. Here's what I would do: I would drop him for the last two games, give him all the money he wants, and let him feel like he is the boy, like, and he, he he's bound to come back into form because like, Johnny says he's he's still supposed to be and bound to be again in his prime at some point. Yeah, I, and it would be absolutely criminal for Manchester United if they were to just say, right, you've had a bad, was it, six, seven months now, yeah, we're going to let you go on. And then it turns out he's back to his best at, you say, Juventus or something daft, yeah. or he, I don't think he'll go to Real Madrid, but just we'll use that as an example, goes to Real Madrid, wins everything there, and he turns out to be a superstar again. Um, well, the other two teams that are in the top four battle, they, they had a bit of a shy weekend, which turned out to be okay for both of them. Um, this morning, certainly at lunchtime, both years were both. I say Spurs and Arsenal were probably thinking, oh, "We're going to blow this again." Like, how, how is this happening? But after today's result, everyone's still in it. Um, Johnny, Arsenal today was it just a case of like Jimmy Vardy haunting everyone's dreams, or what's going on? I, I've a lot of a lot of Arsenal fans blame the red card on Arsenal's defeat, but even with eleven men, Arsenal were shit. They, yeah. they were awful. Um, the radio I had it on the radio when I was out uh, this morning on the bike and. They were just like they couldn't get over how Arsenal looked. I think one of the commentators said they look like they've been stunned, and they're like just going through the motions as if they've nothing to fight yeah. for. Or... They looked like they were shell shocked. Like I said years earlier, they were spineless and they've been spineless all week against Wolves and Crystal Palace. You know, I think the Palace result um can be really costly at the end of the season. Arsenal tried to play it safe, thinking they've a great home record and they'll probably just roll over Crystal Palace and play players like El Nene, who's you know, dead wood. He has to go in this summer, like. But, um, they just were crap. They were like the the we're saying all the players saying on social media like we're ready for this game and we owe the fans of the performance and to come out with that shit 
again. Like three defeats in a week. Nine goals conceded. Our, our worst goals conceded in a Premier League season ever. And, you know, talking about goalkeepers, Bernard Leno was bloody, he's been brilliant since he came into Arsenal. He had a ropey spell, I think it was against Southampton, he had a one mistake, like, but bar that, he's been bloody fantastic. Like, probably third or fourth best keeper in the league this season, in my opinion. Like, but um, Some of the saves, even today, were Yeah, there. some of the saves were just ridiculous. Like, even before Leicester scored, I can't remember, it was a header, he just got across and just palmed it out. Like, Aye. Yeah. Great save. Like, was Ty Maguire maybe? Maybe it was one of the. I think it was one of the centre backs. Yeah, but indeed, might have been indeed. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry, you're right. It was indeed. Yeah, yeah, but that performance today just the second goal. So um, just sums up like how I feel as a neutral watching Arsenal. How I, like Arsenal's defence are at times like it's just a long ball. Everyone's watching it like yeah, the ball's in the air and nobody goes to attack it. Bounces. Vardy's able to head it off the crossbar and then whack it in. Like, I, trust me, I know what that feels. I've been there. Like, we've had plenty of uh, diabolic and, and horrendous goalkeepers, which it wasn't his fault today, or defenders at Liverpool. And we've seen like a beach ball score past us one or balloons score past us one day. Um, so do you know what I mean? I've been there. Like, trust me, I know I had the pain, but it just that was so there for Arsenal. And I know Wolves and Palace and Leicester are difficult games. They are difficult games, but if you have any aspirations. And you spend Leicester soon as well. To be in the top four, these are teams you have to just put away and you just have to get over the line and get it done. Yeah. And that's that's nine points. Like Arsenal win all three of those games are home and host more. Aye, Arsenal would have Champions League football now if they won all three of them games. And could re- relax now for a European semi-final. The thing Thursday is, all, all them teams we've played, even including Everton, they've nothing to play for now really. Like, you know, they're just fighting between each other who finishes seventh or eighth or whatever. Like, you know, you'd, you'd expect this for teams maybe down in relegation battles who are really, really pushing for points. Like, but the way Arsenal just rolled over the teams the last week has been... It's, it's like, even last week's show, you know, it feels like... And people probably watch the show regularly kind of saying he's saying the same thing again, but the, it literally is the same thing every single week. And it has been a problem. You guys said to me last week, do you not blame Emery for last week's defeat? And I was kind of... The time I was really pissed off and was tough. Like, but yeah, I suppose Emery has to take responsibility, even... I was about to ask you the same question again. Like, do you put any blame on the manager? Yeah, like, he has to. He has to. Like, you know, the Crystal Palace game... He didn't. He didn't take it as seriously as what I what he should have. He should have got the points, like you were saying about Klopp. Klopp gets the points and then he moves on to the next game. I think Emery had Wolves in mind, and I was like, "Come on, like only what Spurs and Liverpool have beat them during the season, isn't?" Well, us in our way form, it was a big ass to go there and beat Wolves. I would rather we got three points against Palace, moved on to Wolves, tried to get something out of the game, and then Leicester today was always going to be tough. But again, Arsenal ruled over. It thought me the nails red card was a bit harsh but the first yellow card didn't think it was a yellow but once Michael Oliver does that though he sets like he sets it up then for me and else not that it's not for him to get sent off personally but he sets someone else up yeah. to get in trouble then because he he should have let that one go and he sort of <coughs> knackers himself then by doing that yeah the there was a couple of bad tackles from Leicester players today which went on punished and it actually happened in the Chelsea game as well Randy was sent about Rojo's tackle on William William exact same tackle on the jack of the day and not a thing was done about it it's just it's not that it would have changed the game like it's no excuse Arsenal were terrible um, we have a big game now on Thursday against Valencia and I think that, that are that you away chance. first? home so we need to go we need to beat them by a couple of goals because <laughs> at the Mestalla and semi-final like, yeah it's, it's going to be like, like Napoli you know, we need a couple of goals to go over there with just to get one away go and just kill the tie mm-hmm. um, even still if we get through that more than likely we're going to face Chelsea in the final like. so I don't know like, Arsenal seemed up their game for finals against Chelsea like, but 
Ugh, I don't think we'll finish. I think Chelsea have top four this year. Do you think he was he was thinking about that game even today? Because I know it was supposed to be Monday night originally that Arsenal Leicester yeah, game. I think maybe when maybe when he took Lacazette off for twenty minutes to go, he was it was still two 0 at that stage, and maybe he was like. Game's gone. He sat there, he sat, and that's not like Emery. Emery's normally up on the touchline and shouting. Mm. Like, he was just sitting down, like it's like he just accepted it. It's over. Like, and the world, like you know, we have players like Megatarian who are 200 grand a week. You know, it's the same problem with Man United. Man United have Sanchez on half a million a week. We need to get rid of players like that because Megatarian is doing nothing. He's been like today, he had was it no successful passes or no something, no passes, shots, no, no shots, no assists, no shit, no <laughs> shit. Like, and I know. <laughs> the, the, the the prince has been very critical of Awobi but Awobi had a shocker today as well Arsenal need serious investment and I don't think we're going to get it I think it's going to be more of the same next season if he's miss out on top four and don't win the Europa League mm. I could see he's being in big trouble next year to be honest I can right. see like, like who's going to want to go do you know what I mean because they all have four teams that are already in Champions League and if Man United don't get it Man United are going to have the big backing because they're still Manchester United yeah there's still that aura with them that players are going to want to go there like. but it's still they've, they've also so much money United that they can yeah. even if they're outside the top four they'll pay the big wages and they'll pay the big money just to get the players in yeah. even if they don't have Champions League football to attract but Arsenal need it like I think yeah. um, Chelsea need it too um, Spurs need it Spurs definitely need it and looks like they're going to get it now but as you said it was after Spurs getting beat um, you thought that that weekend could be horrible for them but it, it just turned out that it wasn't what well, Spurs looked absolutely goosed mm. and I, I that's why I think on Tuesday they could be in a bit of trouble like yeah. I, I actually caused them trouble anyway but they could be in serious trouble like I actually had a week off because the Dutch league are really sound and give them a week off to prepare the whole league and um, I actually have a young like 20 something side even younger older, or late teenagers are going to just run around Spurs and I think yeah. Spurs could be in big trouble because they looked absolutely busted at times Yesterday Absolutely. against West Ham, and that was brilliant from West Ham. They get the first away win in 2019 at Spurs' new ground, where Spurs haven't lost, haven't even drew. Haven't conceded a goal. Haven't even conceded a goal yet. Mikel Antonio scores, and, and really West Ham should have put them in the bed by three or four. Great celebration! Yeah. It was a good. Has he given an explanation yet as to what it was? Uh, he's just humping the life out of Spurs. <laughs> West Ham seem to do that. At Spurs, they go and get a result, but I think the, the issue for Tottenham now, like that whole, this whole mentality. I think I said it before, but other teams. They had no goals conceded. They hadn't lost their new ground. Now they have, and now they want to play Ajax, who are in red hot form. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I think I'm gonna to want to really enjoy it. I please, think please. I think anyone that, that doesn't like Spurs is gonna really enjoy Tuesday night. I I can't, I can see Spurs getting sort of tortured by Ajax a bit. And the thing is, no Kane, no Son. Maybe more. No, no Son is more important for this leg because. Um, Pace. Yeah, and press. You know, Ajax like to play out from the back and, and um, pass the ball short. Uh, Son is great at closing down. <clears throat> and the now looks like they're probably going to have to play around uh, up there. which well, or, or they might play more in there. Um, he will have, have a change, pace, like, yeah. change the midfield. But if they, if they have to play around there, like, he's, he's not a presser at all. Like, Ajax would be able to just play around him. Christian Eriksen is going to need to have the game of his life. Mm. For Spurs to have a chance, Spurs will really, I think Spurs will need to take their chances. Definitely, they'll need to be on top form as well because like, he's very important for Spurs, especially running from deep. Like, but you look at like uh, it's Diop ran clean through from centre back for West Ham. Yeah, do you know if he can do that? Like Spurs, and even was it the game against City last week? They looked knackered. Yeah, it looks like that semi final is just emotionally drained them now. Yeah, yeah they do look busted, and 
you sort of like commend them in a way because they've made no signs in 18 months and then you look at it now and you think mm, yeah. maybe you should have maybe game, you should have added three or four players in the last 18 months the game against West Ham really showed that their lack of strength and depth yeah um, playing uh, what do you call the the wee guys playing right right back Hoyt or Foyt yeah yeah do you know what I mean not not up to standard like, not no Tadic will have him on toast yeah and they're um their centre halves, as you say, like just completely split, like for uh, <laughs> for Diop. for the opposite centre half. They were probably three. just stunned that he was coming through. It's, it's the Matip effect, like when Matip does it, teams are all like, what, "What's going on here?" Like, and then he just runs through. I tell you what, see the last couple of games, if Joe Matip scores, especially if he scores on Wednesday night, I mightn't be on next week's show because I'll not be seen for weeks if he scores, especially if he scores an amazing run. Um, yes, nobody in the top four wants to be top four. I, I think I kind of. But Spurs still being third after these last couple of weekends, I think it shows how shit, honestly, how shit Chelsea, United, and Arsenal are mm. at the minute. I think all four teams have just been like, take away the top two teams because they're what twenty two points, I think it is, or twenty one points ahead, and take those two out of the way because Man City have been unreal this season. But then the other four teams, I think they've just sort of been, sort of to the mean, if you know what I mean. Just they've been what you'd half expect, like. Maybe not as many defeats. Anybody with any sort of form but, but will be third. At the start, this is the thing. At the start of this year, when I say it, and, and if you look at the records within the top six and the rest of the league, for a while there, it certainly looked as if um, the top six were just going to blitz everyone and blow everyone apart. But now these other teams have started to get the wins, like West Ham and, and Leicester and stuff like that. And Everton were starting to get wins. Watford are beating people. Bournemouth are finding it difficult. You know, they're starting to come back in again, and, and it maybe wasn't as big a gulf as people were thinking do you yeah. know what I mean it's good though it's good for the league it, it is good because and, and like if City had just been 22 points ahead and Liverpool were second in this group for the top four you'd be looking at going like we've just got a, a Bayern Munich or a PSG situation here and, you, yeah. and, and because we've been up there as well it sort of has clouded the wee bit but it, it, I think it's been because the two teams have done so well the, re, the other four teams battling have made it look really really poor when they haven't really because you have to remember there's four teams in the European semi-finals here from, the, from England yeah, could be an all English good, it could be, final. It could be two all English finals and two European champions coming from England. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And it's not as if they've played uh, crap teams. No. Do you know, like Liverpool's group was hard. Oh, all right, we got Porto and then well, I'm, I'm at Bayern Munich, who we weren't at a great um, level. Manchester United would be PSG, which would be this invincible team in France. Arsenal went to Napoli and got one of the best away results. Chelsea yeah. are cruising in Europa League. I know. Uh, Prague came back to score a couple of goals but I think Chelsea top goal scores in the Europa League this year mm-hmm. and Spurs put Man City out and they put Dortmund out so, do you know it, it, sometimes a lot of people are really quick to jump on the Premier League and say oh it's crap and the football's diabolical and sure look it's a nonsense league only the top six can win it but the other teams are starting to claw those results back and if you spread it out over the year it, it's a better average I think we're in from there really. it's going to be scary next year with, with Leicester and Wolves and like I think I think what what's most disappointing like for, for our perspective this year you know I think Emery kind of gave us a bit of hope because like usually this stage of the season Arsenal are completely out of any running for top four or league or whatever like. but the fact I think we were just so close this year I think a lot of people are just disappointed but it's the hope that kills you it is that's always it's every year the hope killed, there was no hope last trust year trust me I know all about it we were just so far at everything last year but you know Leicester next year will be bloody burning like, and what Wolves you'd expect if they keep that squad <laughs> if, imagine if Whopper win the cup yeah. what that'll do for them like. yeah Um. We should probably talk about as well team of the year, um, and also before we move on, Manchester City 
a win today against Burnley. 29mm uh, for their goal and 11mm for John Stone's clearance off the line from Sadio Mane. It could be the difference in the league, which is so typical Liverpool. And I'll, I don't know if I'm ready for those tears. Um, <laughs> but Man City looked actually quite controlled today, or quite comfortable against Burnley away, which is not an easy thing to do. If you say 29mm, yes, but... You know, if that hadn't gone in, they would have scored. It was defence against yeah. attack. Like, they would have scored a different Yeah, goal, like, they, they, were very, they were very good today, Man City. I was quite impressed, actually, because Burnley are a gang of crocs like, that you never want to play. Because I actually quite like Burnley, like, because I know you play them. I actually quite like Burnley because they're fun, like, they're a laugh, because they're just a big hoofball team. It's and a good just, laugh in two weeks. It's like, it's like Rey Mysterio against the big show, like, half the time. Every Burnley player against everyone else. And <laughs> you're in big trouble, obviously. Like, I'm glad we don't have to play them, because that would be nerve-wracking, but... Uh, Man City back in front, and they we're sick of the side of them, and they're probably sick of the side of us, and it's up to Brendy Rogers now, <laughs> the hero we all needed. Uh, who he'll be walking around Leicester with no cacks on all week because he knows he's in the limelight again. <laughs> um, after the delighted with himself, he'll be getting a spray tan done and his teeth done. Um, he has a chance now against Man City on Monday night to avenge two thousand and fourteen and get his own back. And Leicester, look, they're quite a good team, but um, I don't think they'll beat Man City on Monday night. But I think they'll give them a run for their money anyway. Like. Uh, well, I said, I think it was a few days ago, I said, you that'll be... You said it would be that game. That'll be the game. Like, who are they playing after that? They play Brighton away. Brighton's... Definitely. Brighton can't decide or not whether I want to kill off Cardiff. And it's do my head and just <laughs> send them home, Brighton. Like, I want Neil Warnock gone. Just no, well, they'll do it next weekend against Austin. Uh, <laughs> Is that who you play next yeah, week? Yeah, we play Brighton at home, so... Christ. That couldn't possibly beat you since... That couldn't happen. Like that just that would be diabolical. <laughs> that would be diabolical. That would be absolutely horrendous. But why would you say that? Well, I th- I think Emery actually said in his press conference today after the game that Europa League's probably their their best chance. So, oh, don't say that either because then if you go out of the Europa League, but, but they're probably bloody well. Like, you know, but, but he's probably right though. Like as well, like um, Chelsea win their few games, you can't catch them. Like so, but Spurs could lose. Spurs, I yeah, Spurs aren't away. Like they're not safe yet. Like and Spurs it up, like. They could do a Spursy. Uh, we're shouting them out like something. <laughs> Listen, um, <laughs> Team of the Year was announced. Yeah. And uh, Player of the Year has been sort of announced as well. I think it's Virgil van Dijk, it's PFA Player of the Year, and looks like. When's that uh, officially announced? Tonight? It's supposed to be. I think it is today. I, I think um, Raheem Sterling's going to win Young Player of the Year and possibly Football Writers. Um, play, which is nice because a lot of the journalists were assholes to him for ages. Um, so for him to get that pretty like fair enough but let's see the team of the year uh, there was a couple of omissions and a couple of um, a player certainly put into it that was just mental in my opinion like um, so the team of the year was Ederson and Nets then it was Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, Laporte Virgil van Dijk and Andrew Robertson mm-hmm. uh, again even though I'm a big fan all Liverpool defenders according to that uh, according to that yeah maybe next season um, I would, probably would have had Wam Bissaka over Trent but not much in it but uh, midfield was Fernandinho which is fair enough Bernardo Silva I, I, uh, Paul Pogba which is wild and then up front was Sadio Mane uh, Raheem Sterling and Sergio Aguero and I don't think any of us agreed with that team the front three is kind of it's hard to argue with but you can argue Hazard's point and Salah's point but you just can't have them all, and no, you can't have them all. Like it's like, but like just hoof Pogba in the midfield and put a hazard in there instead. Like, but could, then what you about could, you could have played like the uh, top goal scorer in the Premier League? Like you could have had Aguero and then 
Sterling, Mane, and Hazard. You know, like out of three, and then just behind the girl. You know, and then you could have had Fernandinho, whoever the hell you want beside him. Yeah. I thought it was harsh as well. Like it, I know it's the players all voted for, it, but if there's a fans one, I'd like to see how many people who voted for the likes of Neves, mm. because I think he would he probably deserves it more than Pogba. What he's done with Wolves this year. Yeah, I was actually thinking him as well or Martinho for Wolves. You know, they're both been brilliant, but because of the player for Wolves, you know, couldn't dare anger Man City or you know United or whatever. Like. Yeah, but Pogba, same, same with Wan Bissaka as well. Like because he's Crystal Palace, he probably didn't get a, sh- a shout over Alexander Arnold. But I do think he's been slight. Alexander Arnold's been good, but. Yeah. I think Wamasaka has been slightly better, more consistently. I think um, I think Trent's always had more assists, but I think Wamasaka is um, probably a bit better a defender than mm. Alexander Arnold. And I love Trent; like he's a discussion on our team. He's, we love him the best, like. But I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Wamasaka, um, and I didn't agree with goalkeeper. Then it sounds Liverpool bass, like. But uh, Allison's most clean sheets in the league this year, and he's looked so good at times. I know he's had the Leicester mistake. And he, he takes like 10 minutes in the ball. And he never looks phased either, which drives me mad half the time. It's because... I, I personally think they give it to Adderson because he just plays like he's now a field player. It's his pass the day to Sergio Aguero was the pass. Same the time, they got to remember, it's, it's their goalkeepers, like their, their job is to get the ball out of the net. It doesn't really matter what the hell else they do. Like. And, and if Van Dijk gets play of the year, and if it is true, he gets PFA play of the year, it's unreal. I mean, he's been brilliant, but... He has he's had a, an unreal goalkeeper behind him that has given him more confidence. Like last, you have to remember, we he, Van Dijk came in yes, and we we did improve in defence, but we still got beat three one by Real Madrid in the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. You know we, we still shipped in some goals. Like Roma scored three hundred goals passes, and we only went through. For some reason that was the wildest Champions League final semi finals ever been. You know, and, and Allison, who was the goalkeeper for Roma yeah. in those legs, um, has just made Van Dijk and that defence even better. He doesn't get enough recognition, I don't think, Allison. Well, he lost the Champions League final because of the keeper. Like, yeah. Yeah, he did. The so, like it's and and, and he's come in, like, and he's just made such 20 clean sheets in your first season is pretty decent. Yeah, and potentially get another couple. Like. Potentially could end up on in the league 22 and hopefully he keeps... Second best ever. Uh, yeah, it will be second best ever behind Peter Cech. Big Cech. Who's heading back to Chelsea, it Big seems, Pete, for yes. a coaching role. Great, great addition to the backroom staff. <laughs> who, um, oh, the end of the season's been done, and we've sort of talked about our own, but who who would be your player of the season then? Who would it? Or your top three? Don't say it. Who would be your top three? No, I'll say whoever you want. Like, I, I, I tell you, I Mang's going to be, Mang might be a bit different than what people think I'm going to say, but go ahead. Uh, so what who wins it or third yeah and I don't think it should be decided until the last game of the season either but I, I don't think it should either to be honest it should be after the season's over I think the team should like I think they said Jason Condy said uh, the other night that the team of the season should be picked after the season's over mm. and they or sorry they should do it in August when they just come back because obviously everybody pisses off to their holidays and stuff uh, player of the season top three do you want me to go third up yeah yeah go for it like I said, Bobby Angleno. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Mustafi Elneny uh, and Mustafi Elneny and Ovi. Third, uh, just because of the season he's having and probably isn't getting the recognition he deserves. Probably Hazard in thirds because he's actually having a great season. Uh, Sterling and then Van Dijk. Fair enough. What about yourself? I actually I don't have Hazard in my top three, um, but I would go very similar to that. Mane. Sterling, Van Dijk. I would go. Um, see, I think he's been so unreal for us, and he's not getting any recognition. So I'd go Salah's third, and because right now it's going to be decided 
it's going to be uh, uh, I'm going to have Van Dijk as number one and Sterling as second but I think that uh, this after the end of the season you probably look back and probably go actually Raheem Sterling probably deserves that because Depending on the last two games yeah he, yeah, he could potentially uh, score two hat-tricks here and win City the league do you know what I mean and that's been massive And or the other way people could say Virgil van Dijk could keep two clean sheets and end up we win the league on whatever goal difference or something and, and it's been brilliant but I do think between the two of them there's nothing between those two at the top I think the likes of Aguero Salah Mane and Hazard and Bernardo Silva and Fernandinho obviously as well they're all in that bracket they've all been outstanding this year Aubameyang like I said have had some serious amount of goals for Arsenal like there's been we've had some like there's been some list of unreal players usually there's like just one player goes out in his own you're like yeah, yeah. he deserves it but Kane usually has the golden boot yeah. doesn't he yeah I think I think the thing with Salah Salah had a bit of a dip didn't he he did and that's probably and when the votes were happening I just looked back on his stats and all there the other night after you were saying I think it was after Friday night's game and he has actually had a great season but like just because he had that dip everybody thought oh he's been shite this year yeah. but he actually hasn't he's actually had a very very he's, good season uh, for the, in his first 100 games he scored 69 goals for Liverpool yeah he's like, isn't he the first person to reach a certain amount of goals yeah, for Liverpool he's yeah, the so. fir- uh, of the f- your first 100 games he's scored the most goals for Liverpool yeah. and like we've had some pretty decent strikers Ian Rush Ro- uh, Roger Hunt he's gone past Fernando Torres don't mention him please Fowler don't mention him because bre- it breaks my heart that he put on that shirt behind Brenton um, Fowler <laughs> Michael Owen you know all different good strikers have scored bundles of goals Suarez yeah he's coming back in the week so yeah Salah doesn't get the mention and a lot, a lot, he's had a lot, a lot of uh, negative attention this year because of um, the way he's gone down and, and certainly he's dove a few times as well which I know he knows himself but what about, what about Son yesterday not not a back in the word, word of it, like yeah, and it was it was very like Salas against um, media darlings. They get Chelsea nothing it bad it, and it's not me even Spurs. But as people don't fucking tell here he goes again, but it's not fuck me. Like how many bloody days do they get away with the bastards? They can't stop. Move on. Um, I'm happy enough though that we'll ever play yet again. Potentially have a player of the year in the season. Hopefully we have a team trophy to finish. Let us know if you're uh, listening uh, tonight in the podcast or watching the show here either now or later who your top three would be and also if you've any um, verdict on team this season because I do think it was a bit wild and hopefully if there's one that isn't voted like in March is done at the end of the season it's a bit corrected because there's some players that um, certainly should get the recognition and some that got it and really didn't really deserve it yeah but this, the similar thing that's what I was going to say there is is with Pogba I don't know if John said that Salah had a dip Pogba had like this like 12 or 13 game period where he was unreal like but he was shy the rest of the season. Like, but he was scoring a lot of penalties too. Yeah, but he was good too. He, he, was, he was good, he was good. And yeah, um, was... that's probably, like the, the sort of the end of that period is probably when the voting was happening. And again, that's flawed because he's been crap ever since. And what is that stat that he's, he's walked the most? Yeah. He's walked the most kilometres in the Premier League this season. Yeah. For a centre midfielder, that is ridiculous. Like, yeah. That's a joke. I talk about players that might want out, he certainly looks like one of them. Um, we're going to come away from the Premier League now and talk about the Championship because it's getting into the good times where it's playoffs and people are trying to go up and all and it's absolutely wild and I love it at this time of year because it, you just don't know what's going to happen and two Aston Villa leads <laughs> Aston Villa leads Sheffield United by the way and Norwich congratulations welcome back to the Premier League hopefully Liverpool signs Suarez again to torture Norwich um, I met a barman actually last night from Belfast who's a Norwich fan I like can't stand life, lifelong Norwich fan. Cannot stand. Well, I don't mind Norwich. I don't mind. They're, they're one of them annoying clubs that's come up and they get relegated against because they're shit. <laughs> they're like they're like Wigan. Do you know Cardiff. 
Wigan were in the league for so long, but they were just shit and they should have been relegated well before the world. And like, like Cardiff, Cardiff like Cardiff and it's coming soon, Cardiff. And good <laughs> luck to you. Um yeah, so the Leeds and Aston Villa match today, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen any of Leeds this year, I don't know what you've been doing because they're just daft. Um, and their fan base is nuts. Um they're playing Aston Villa at Allen Road. Leeds needed to win. Or Sheffield United were promoted and Leeds were into the playoffs. Leeds have been in the playoffs four times four times in a row now they've been to the playoffs. They haven't come through the playoffs. Um, oops and basically what happened was an Aston Villa player went down I'm not sure who it was was it McGinn maybe what, what do you mean went down went like, down injured oh uh, no idea I'm not sure who it was he went down injured anyway and there was that sort of weird moment where you're like it like, wasn't a head injury it wasn't a head injury so you don't have to put the ball out but it was that sort of weird moment where the Leeds players were all like right should we put it out or should we keep going and obviously Alan Road was screaming for them to keep going and I th- I'm not sure what Leeds player it was. It was maybe um, Kai, what do you call him? He had the ball anyway, out in the left-hand side on the touchline. And he looked like he was going to pass it out. And he fired it there, a brilliant pass, fired it down the line to his teammate who ran through, flicked it in, and would you believe, Leeds scored. Great finish. An unreal finish, and it caused scenes. Absolute scenes. 20-man brawl, the dugouts were all at each other. John Terry was going to punch Bielsa. Bielsa was all like... I had nothing to do with this. I don't know what to do next. I think Bamford throws himself to the ground. Is it during oh, that as well? Ridiculous. Yeah, he should be banned because that's just ridiculous. Um, or punched. Just only actually feel something. That was just wild from Patrick Bamford. Um, he gets sent off. He gets him sent off. Daft decisions going all over the place. Referee has a clue what's going on. And in the middle of it, Bielsa, it's a big light bulb moment. So goes, right, tell you what. We'll kick off and we'll let them score to make it one all. Now, bear in mind, as I said before I started this, Leeds needed to win. To have a chance of going up automatically or go into the playoffs, which they don't do very well in. Pontus Johansson, though, the centre half, he's having none of it. And as Aston Villa running through, he's like, nah. And he tries to tackle the two Aston Villa lads running through, misses it like an Aston Villa equalise. It was absolutely, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I think about Bielsa screaming, give the goal, give yeah, the goal, he give the goal. Roaring and look, Bielsa. Bielsa's just, he doesn't, he in, not, in his heart of hearts, he did not want to do it. So he what, threw what, out what do you do? Like, Sandy Hill, or in that moment, you're playing, say, you're saying for Sandy Hill as well, you're playing for Sandy Hill, you should do this. Hill. Up the hill. 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 I've, I'm the coach, I've told these lads, let them score, but we could potentially go up in the intermediate B here. What do you do? Like, Piss off, Philip. They're not scoring. <laughs> That's fair enough. If my team told me that back, I'd be like, okay, what are we going to do next? Because I'm not on the pitch, but like, what do you do? Like, If that was Liverpool. But as, a, as an individual, you can't take that stand. Like When your team has just compl- like decided as a team that they were going to give it away, let them run through the midfield, the rest of the defenders, you can't just stand up on your own and do it. Like, I but I wonder, I wonder, did they not agree with it? And they were all like, nah, and Bess just said, like, yeah. They scored a perfectly good goal. And do you know what? It's kind of a wretched John Terry to come out at the end and say it's a disgrace for all the stuff he's done in his life. And I think I was mad as well because he came out, but it was diffused then. Yes, I had fixed that. He had taken control. And he's had a bad rep this year because of Spygate and what was going on. And I'd say there's a lot of people in Derby who were absolutely delighted to see what had happened. But I'd say also when that goal did go in from Leeds, I would say half that league was ready to explode. Mm. They were like, here we go, Leeds again, or at it again, never not at it. But the championship, it's into the, the best time of the year in the championship where people can go up or they can get into playoffs or they can get relegated and everyone's just fighting for their lives. And it, it, unfortunately, because the Premier League is so big now and takes over, it doesn't get the coverage it should. It's a brilliant watch. Like we, we don't even get the cover like, and we'd like to. Like, 
but it's just brilliant. And are Derby in the playoff places now? Derby are there and they have a game in hand. They Bristol this year. Yeah, yeah. They have a game in hand and uh, they win that there, then they're pretty much safe, I think, because of their goal difference. And what we're all hoping for is Derby and Leeds semi final. And I'd like to see, I know Brent would like Derby to go through, I'd like to see Leeds Villa final now. Because oh, it would have been it. Would be have done that if it had been the final? Because he knows as well, like, Leeds sort of they have to win, but only that they need to change a goal difference of like fourteen or something in the last two games. So we sort of knew we're not gonna go up here. So the people were saying, because everyone like always has their doubts, that he only did that because he knew there was nothing to play for. But if that's a championship playoff final, what is no he? No way, does it? He's a scumbag. Ah. He is not a scumbag. How dare you? Um, but I, I'd love. He's to just like enough for five francs for God's sake. Yeah, he wants his boy in the Premier League, doesn't he? He's gonna go manage Chelsea next year. I know, like I don't know why he care. Like he's gonna manage Chelsea in about four months' time. Who? Frank Lampard. I thought you might be Elsa. No. When Sa- when Sarri gets hoofed here by Leicester in a couple of weeks, and Jovic at Frankfurt does the the, the, the nasty like him and the drug and JSE coming back with Big Peter. Oh, I will absolutely hate Chelsea next season. I tell you that. Could you stand Chelsea with John Terry on the sidelines? Still fucking hate me, Mike. <laughs> 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 well, that, I kind of forgot to mention the well done to the Arsenal ladies. They win the league and the under 18s yep. under Freddie Lombard. And the Liverpool under, was it 23s? They silly. won the cup. Oh, was it under 18s on the cup? I think it was under yeah. 18s on the cup. Bobby Duncan, Gerard's cousin, scoring the equaliser and then scoring a winning penalty against his old club, which is pretty nice. Um, yeah, so folks, the championship's about the end. Get on to it because it's class, and then the playoffs. Don't miss a single one of them. Yeah, they're all on TV, so and they're absolutely daft. Yeah. There's like please, a, please, 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 I love it because there's like a week <laughs> of like from the like the Friday night or Thursday night right through to like the Tuesday. It's just yeah, two, it's like two league, games. league two, league one. Yeah, and it's like and then home and away, and it's just absolutely mental. It is boogaloo. Absolutely boogaloo. Uh, listen, folks, thanks for watching tonight and thanks for listening. Uh, at the start of the show, we were telling you about the Just Giving page for the Hagen Cousins who are running the Belfast Marathon on Sunday for their Uncle Martin. Uh, we're going to put it up underneath this post and we're going to put it on our social media channel. As I said at the start of the show, if you have a couple of spare pounds, just fire it in. We're trying to get the, uh, the team up to 5k and it'll be an unbelievable achievement for every single one of them. And if you're down on Sunday, give them all a cheer because they'll really appreciate it. Um, Breton, as always, thanks for joining. No problem. Uh, Johnny. It's getting sadder every week. It is, unfortunately. I feel like we put the scud on you, but um, it's good for the show. So, <laughs> And listen, if Liverpool blow the league here, it'll be an unbelievable show. Um, folks, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you during the week. Good luck. <laughs>